Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. By the 2070s, digital babies will become a commonplace and commercial normality for most of society. At least that's what people like Catriona Campbell believe. Catriona is one of the UK's top experts in emerging and disruptive technologies. She is a government advisor and has spoken at some of the world's biggest conferences regarding her specialities in artificial intelligence and human-computer interaction. As stated on her website, Catriona has spent the last two decades helping drive research and design in the field. Catriona is responsible for other innovations such as the interactive button on the Sky Remote. If any of you remember that edition, then you will understand how magical that button was as a child. At the time of its creation, it was considered revolutionary, as interactive TV was not a thing. At one time, it was even possible to order pizza through Sky. Yeah. Catriona's talents do not end there, however. Also, a renowned behavioural psychologist, Catriona's studies clearly give her an edge in her current pursuits. Marrying up the virtual and real world to unite them as one force, Catriona feels the two are stronger together. This can be true in some aspects as our real world becomes more virtually dependent. Catriona has become an advisor to companies that are feeling left behind. She has also garnered the attention of companies that would like to optimise further in a more globally competitive market. This is an area that Catriona currently thrives in. In 2022, Catriona published a book that she had spent some time working on and she was excited to share it with the world. Titled AI by Design, A Plan for Living with Artificial Intelligence, Catriona states that, quote, within 50 years, technology will have advanced to such an extent that babies which exist in the metaverse are indistinct from those in the real world, end quote. Catriona uses the term Tamagotchi generation when she talks about these babies. She believes that by the 2070s, most people will actually opt for digital children more so than real ones. According to Catriona, quote, Based on studies into why couples choose to remain childless, I think it would be reasonable to expect as many as 20% of people choosing to have an AI baby over a real one, end quote. This means Catriona and others in her field have some ways to go in terms of public acceptance. Though she is aware the transition will be slow, Catriona believes this future is inevitable. In a recent conversation with The Guardian, she shares the benefits of a digital child. Quote, think of the advantages. Minimal cost and environmental impact, and less worry, though you might want a bit of that programmed in for a more authentic parental experience. Any downsides? Well, you might think if you can turn it on and off, it is more like a dystopian doll than a human who is your own flesh and blood, but that's just old-fashioned. End quote. Isn't that so patronising? Anyway, many millennials have been vocal about opting out of having their own children because of worries about climate change. I believe this to be a direct result of millennials being taught since school 
that every human is destroying the planet. That and climate change becoming a proxy for agendas such as the Green New Deal which I discussed in episode 15, The Club of Rome. Millennials and Gen Z have been particularly targeted with this climate change propaganda as they are the future generations. As mentioned in the last episode, fear is weaponized in this way in order to control people. If people are scared and uncertain, they are more likely to listen to a figure they believe to be knowledgeable and trustworthy. COVID is an example of this. The UK government locked down the entire country for six months in March 2020. This was a major lockdown that devastated many. This would not have been possible had the public not been in complete fear and darkness. This is the same fear and darkness that currently hangs over the millennial and Gen Z generations. Many young adults believe that the negative implications for children in the future will be far too great. Quote, Last month, researchers in the peer-reviewed journal Climatic Change published what they claim is the first empirical study of how overwhelmingly negative expectations of the future climate is affecting reproductive choices. It's the latest in a growing literature suggesting that climate change is affecting the birth rate, but it's also a cautionary tale about just how difficult that relationship is to measure scientifically. Much has been written about climate anxiety among those under 40 who face a world of rising temperature, droughts and coastal inundation, but little rigorous research has been conducted End quote. The alarmist and clickbaity headlines send people into a frenzy. Duh. With many consuming their news on social media, misinformation is very easily spread in this way. It's not likely that enough people will read a full article or even research the topic further. Once enough people see a shocking article and it is shared thousands of times, it becomes very difficult to stop digital mob mentality from taking over. Even if there are follow-up articles released to combat misinformation, these are usually ignored or shrugged off because it isn't alarmist or clickbaity enough to grab the attention span of a social media addict. However, I can't call out my demographic without acknowledging that the cost of living has been increasing whilst wages stay stagnant. Millennials, on average, are poorer and more miserable than Gen Z and boomers were at their age. Concepts like owning your own home are nearly impossible for most in their 20s and 30s. Now the concept of having your own children is being put into question. So what now? After manufacturing a problem, you then give people a solution. Catriona has that solution. Quote, she says, by 2070, augmented reality and haptic touch-sensitive gloves will make the experience potentially lifelike. By that time, up to one in five parents may decide to opt for a digital baby over a real one, she believes. It will create what is being dubbed the Tamagotchi generation, the first cohort of environmentally friendly digital children who will not deplete the planet of any of its natural resources. Instead, they will exist only in the virtual metaverse, a sort of 3D internet where they will grow up in real time and come to life at the touch of a button." End quote. 
What they're saying is the Tamagotchi generation will be convenient. Except for their subscription fee, there will be no other costs involved in raising them. Catriona believes this will also enable wider birth control rates without stopping people from having children. The thing is, they won't be having their own children because digital children are not real. They're not. Referring to them as if they are real and equal to living children is definitely misleading and damaging. The societal implications could be catastrophic. Catriona states that these digital children will be in the metaverse. This could indirectly cause people to spend more time in the metaverse to interact with their fake kid. I've already discussed some of the consequences of the metaverse in previous episodes. Catriona markets this as convenient because people can choose how much time they spend raising the meta child, but she does not go into the possibilities of people forming unhealthy attachments or the effects on mental health. Quote, Catriona said, the babies will be the start of a fully digital demographic that could be one of mankind's most important technological breakthroughs since the advent of the Bronze Age. End quote. Now that's a big statement. I'm not sure what kind of breakthrough digital babies will be, but I can see how this will create a severe sense of distortion. Campbell says these children will look like you, if you want. You'll be able to play with them and even cuddle. They will respond with simulated emotional responses and speech based on their age and inputted personality traits. All chosen by the person purchasing the subscription fee. You can pause their natural development if you don't want them to grow up, or allow them to grow up in real time like a regular human being. Either way, they're still not real. They're not. Marketing this as normal is very odd because it's anything but. Some may say this is the natural course that humanity would take with such great digital advancements. Just like there is a demand for digital friends, which I'll be covering in a future episode, there may also be a demand for digital children. What if I told you there is only a demand because of widespread loneliness, depression, and high cost of living, including the gradual destruction of the family structure and the unraveling of society? Many of my episodes look into this phenomenon that we are seeing in real time. As this storyline continues, there are more wacky and harebrained schemes like this, marketed as some sort of solution to people's problems. Catriona says that digital babies will be indistinct from those living and breathing in the real world. That's interesting as this is a similar goal to that of Mark Zuckerberg. Upon launching the metaverse, Mark also stated that he wants the metaverse to be so similar to the real world that you will not be able to tell the difference. Why is there such a push for realism to this extent? We are aware that some adults will have trouble distinguishing reality. What happens then? Does it not matter if profits are being made? What about the psychological effects on adults and children that will overexpose themselves to this virtual world? Real touch has been replicated in the metaverse using haptic gloves and bodywear. This too will be available for prospective parents wanting to connect with their digital kids. Quote, augmented reality and haptic touch sensitive gloves will make the experience potentially lifelike, end quote. Maybe some people think this is amazing, but at what point does it sound normal to don a pair of haptic gloves and a headset to go and hang out with your artificial child? 
I think this is promoting madness. Most of the public would not be receptive to this, but this is why you condition people to think it's normal. It's a slow process, but it usually happens in a generation or two. For example, the same thing your grandmother found outrageous is now the same thing you and your friends regularly partake in. This could be anything, by the way. This is how each generation becomes more tolerant or open-minded than the last. Sometimes this is beneficial, but lately I believe it to be destructive and divisive. More recent innovations in this field include Baby X. Quote, A team from the Laboratory of Animate Technologies at the Auckland Bioengineering Institute is developing a virtual infant called Baby X. Like a real toddler, it can read and identify symbols, interact and respond appropriately to feedback and make its pleasure or displeasure known via facial expressions. The purpose of this computer-generated psychobiological simulation is to provide a platform for experimenting with neural systems involved in interactive behavior and learning." End quote. I've linked some video footage for you guys to check out. There's a lot of clips of Baby X, some even dating back to 2015. So I think it's a well and truly established creation that they continue to improve. And I also think that we're late to the party. Well, I am. Baby X functions off of some algorithms that help it to respond just like an authentic human toddler. They even have this setting where Baby X drifts off and starts daydreaming like kids often do, and then the scientists have to get Baby X to refocus. It is eerie that they are trying to replicate authentic behaviours of a toddler. However, watching the videos and seeing it respond is very interesting because they've allowed the system to become autonomous, so even the scientists can't predict how it will react to certain questions or stimuli. There's even a clip where the baby is playing a piano with one of the scientists, obviously through the screen. The team working on Baby X are experimenting with neural systems involved in behaviour and learning. Baby X has been set up with an artificial human brain. Everything is supposed to work the same as a human brain, but it's virtual. So even when the baby is praised, for example, it reacts with happiness as if there has just been a dopamine release in its brain. They say it's to see how humans learn, and particularly how toddlers learn, because during that stage of life, the brain has the most elasticity and can soak up ridiculous amounts of information. I mean, that's the stage you learn and understand language and even perfect pitch, which I didn't know until researching this episode. To think that everyone could sing if we all learnt perfect pitch as toddlers is pretty amazing. But these kinds of things are still a combination of nature versus nurture. Scientists could gain key knowledge such as how to replicate the brain elasticity experienced by toddlers but on adults, especially the elderly. I may sound cynical but it's very rare that technological advancements are made to help us become smarter, faster and more attuned with ourselves. If this did become a possibility, it would most likely be exclusively for those that can afford whatever price tag that would be attached to something like this. Most things that benefit mankind are blocked by a paywall. It can equally be used to advance AI and achieve more authentic human-like systems to interact with 
just like Catriona's digital babies. For now, we'll keep an eye on the developments of Baby X over time and we'll wait with bated breath to see if people ever adopt the idea of having virtual children. Even in 50 years, this will still be weird and I don't quite understand how we ended up being in the middle of a sci-fi movie plot, but here we are. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid, or curious, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe, stay curious, for real.